Yeah, I think if you asked me that question in February, maybe, I would have said that they were pushing for 25 or more high schoolers because this staff understands that you have to build your roster at its core out of the high school ranks. Now, as the class has gone on, it's been admittedly tougher than probably some have expected for Auburn to get commitments. I think that can change with the product on the field this fall. If it's successful, Auburn will have more success in recruiting. But as of right now, if I had to put a number on it, I'd go, you know, someone asked me that on the board actually earlier today. I'd say, I think I said 23. I think anywhere from 20 to 25 is realistic. I don't think they would sign more than 25 high schoolers, even though you can now with that cap gone. Um, I think the way it'll shake out is, you know, maybe you say 23 or whatever, and then you bring in, maybe you bring in a dozen transfers um, instead of 20, or you bring in 10, and that's 33 new guys, whatever it may be. Um, I don't think it'll be a huge high school class. And, and in all honesty, I don't think they necessarily want it to be with the way they're angling. I think they're playing the top of the board. They're going after these five stars. They're going after these high four stars, some of the three stars that they really like. And if the high school board doesn't shake out the way they want it, they're not going to go get the scraps out of high school. They're just going to go hit the transfer portal, to be honest. It does seem like the transfer portal won't be as big as it was this past year for Auburn, but it could be another big one because, like you said, Dan, there's a lot of guys on this team who are coming on the end of their eligibility, and that's what's going to make things interesting uh, for them. Uh, Christian, I I don't want to steal your thunder, especially when it comes to you know VIP content, but I did notice earlier this week you wrote kind of a mock class, and some of that's already changed already with Cam Coleman uh, committing A&M. We'll talk about Cam Coleman here shortly, but um, I think I saw that you had kind of in a range of like, yeah, this could probably be that 20 to 25 uh, man class, top 15. You know, I think there were Auburn fans that were like shooting for the moon, thinking, hey, this could be a top 10 class. From your perspective, would Auburn getting 20 guys that they really like, being in the top 15 and then filling out with, with, with transfer, would you consider that a success for this first cycle, um, even though it's not maybe the the ma- massive splash that, that maybe some fans are, are wanting or, or maybe even a few expecting? I mean, I don't want to be like a homer sunshine pumper, but – I think it would be if you're top 15, that's what I've said. If you're not top 15, unless it's an extreme where you don't sign a lot of high schoolers at all, if you're top 15 in your first class, I'd consider that pretty successful. Um, you stay in the blue chip ratio, you do, you know, you, you, you fill out needs. I mean, it seems like, it seems like a good spot to be. I think that'd be pretty solid and, you know, it'll depend on who they get. But if you're top 15 and you get the first five star that Auburn has signed in a couple of years, you know, whether that's Perry Thompson, Demarcus Riddick, Maybe you can get both of those guys. Maybe you can pull a flip on Cam Coleman, which you shouldn't have to flip, but now you do. Um, <laughs> so uh, it'll depend on the guys they get, but I think if it's top 15, I would consider that successful. Okay, so let's talk Cam Coleman with, with, since you just brought, it, brought him up. He makes a commitment on July 4th, Texas A&M. I was surprised. When I saw that you were surprised on social media, uh, that tells me something because you're on top of this. You know, as well as anybody uh, on the uh, on the on the recruiting beat, I would have to imagine for a guy like Cam Coleman and Texas A and M, I'm sure NIL probably played a pretty big big role in this. But also, like, is this a situation for Auburn where even though you struck out on him here, nothing's over till December. You keep trying to push. You keep trying to push. And if something goes sideways at Texas A and M, you can feel like maybe you can you can come in with a late flip. Like what? What was what was your ultimate reaction to Cam the Cam Coleman decision, and how much do you think Auburn's going to be like? You know what? 
we'll keep we'll keep firing until the final bell. Yeah, I'm gonna answer that second question first. Auburn is absolutely gonna do that. I talked to a couple people within minutes of him committing that were equally as surprised at Auburn that it had happened and said, "Look, game on. We're ready to go until December." Auburn keeps recruiting him, probably starts recruiting him even harder, um, and Auburn's not going to scrap this until signing day. They are not going to scrap this at all. They know how important Cam Coleman is um, for the team, for optics out of Central Phoenix City. They understand that this is a can't-lose recruiting battle that on July 4th, they lost. But recruiting classes are not signed on July 4th. They're signed in December, Mm -hmm. so we'll see what happens. As for the first question, let's rewind a couple weeks to start with that. Um, So I would say maybe a week or two ago, I had started to hear from a couple of different people around Central and Central, hey, they're all committing on the 4th. You know, Red Morgan, the safety, had tweeted that he was going to commit. One of their other teammates, Jaquan Sanks, the cornerback, tweeted he was going to commit on the 4th, and they had a running back that was committing on the 4th as well. And I was like, okay, well, those three are committing, but Cam isn't. They're like, no, Cam is committing on the 4th too. Um, and so, I, you know, I checked into it, dug around, couldn't get anything, couldn't get anything from Cam or anything. Um, and I went to Auburn with it and they said, no, you know, we're not expecting a commitment uh, from Cam, at least not right now, not this early. So I'm thinking, OK, m- you know, maybe Auburn's playing it close to the vest and they're being super quiet and rumors are just leaking out from Central side. You know, Auburn's trying to be tight lipped. Looking back on it, hindsight, that should have been a red flag to me that Auburn Things weren't clicking between where Cam was potentially committing and what Auburn was thinking was happening there. Um, And so, you know, I had I had a story ready just in case, had a graphic ready just in case. Um, And I was playing PGA 2K, if you want me to be honest. I was enjoying a nice round on the virtual links, um, having fun getting my way through the Corn Ferry Tour. And I get an Instagram notification. Um, Cam Coleman committed hashtag gigum and. I couldn't believe it. The first thing I did was I called Jason. I was like, hey, Jason, Cam just committed. And Jason was like, okay, I'm on it. And I was like, no, he just committed to Texas A&M. Um, and then I talked, you know, I had some people at Auburn calling me and everyone was shocked. One person said that it was as big of a shock to them as Travis Hunter um, when that started to come out the morning of that he was going to flip to Jackson State. It caught everybody off guard. You know, people on our board were upset with me and, you know, I... It, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Like Steve Wiltfon, our national guy, who I'd consider one of the legends in recruiting. Chad Simmons at on three. People, folks over at Rivals. Nobody knew this was coming. There were yeah. Hayes Fawcett, who made him his graphic, and the Texas A&M coaches who didn't tell anyone in the world, and Cam Coleman. Those are the people that knew he was committing to Texas A&M. That's it. Nobody was prepared for it. Um, and it was, I mean, it was one of the biggest shocks that I've had covering recruiting in the short time that I've been doing it. We had Jason Caldwell on the drive uh, earlier today, Wednesday, and uh, he said that if he'd, if he'd had to guess when Cam Coleman made his, his announcement, uh, he didn't even think he would have he had A&M in the top three. So I do wonder, you know, outside of NIL, what the sales pitch might have looked like from Texas A&M. I do think it's interesting. I mean, Patrick Nix played for Jimbo Fisher. Right, Jimbo Fisher yeah. was the quarterback's coach at Auburn when Patrick Nix was the quarterback here. I believe his either his entire tenure or most of his tenure at Auburn, uh, Nix and Jimbo were here. Damian Craig is is on the staff at A and M, so so there might be some some other connections you can draw. But 
I, I hate to join the crowd, but it does feel like NIL must have played a huge role in A&M being able to land a commitment like this. Yeah. By the way, Patrick Nix was his. I mean, Patrick Nix was under uh, Jimbo Fisher's as quarterback coach for three seasons, ninety-three to ninety-five, uh, and uh, his freshman year, Nix had a different different coach, different coaching staff. Yeah, no, Dan, I'm with you. Um, I, I don't know it for a fact, so take it with a grain of salt and take it as a guess. But it's a pretty well-educated guess that I think a lot of people across college football could say that when something like that comes out of the blue and Texas A&M is involved, that NIL is probably a factor. What people on the message board have brought up, which is interesting, I've been trying to figure out kind of what happened is, you know, Cam visited Clemson early in June. And after that visit, Clemson kind of backed off a little bit. Um, He visited LSU as well. um, And then LSU backed off after his visit a little bit as well, which is just kind of weird. It had kind of worked its way, whittled its way down to Auburn, um, Florida State, Texas A&M, we knew was involved, but obviously not to this extent. Georgia was there. Florida was there. But there were some, there were some weird signs, um, and that makes me wonder if it, was, if it was NIL and those teams didn't even want to come close to what was potentially on the table. I, I don't know that. I'm just spitballing. That's, that's a true guess. But sure. maybe there was a connection there. Like, Dan, you brought up. I, I, I just I, I don't know. It, it caught me so off guard. And it caught Auburn off guard too. They were they were surprised that it was Texas A and M of all schools as well. So speaking of five star receivers, we've mentioned Perry now a couple times here. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about him. 